Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the transgressors memorial service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew remembering those who we have lost. The first remembrance is for Nikki Haley after this week's epic blunder. When asked during a town hall in New Hampshire about the cause of the Civil War, she gave this unbelievable answer. What was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. Um, did you think maybe part of the answer should include mentioning slavery? In fact, the man who asked the question was so dumbfounded by her failure to mention that peculiar institution at all that he said so to her, to which she quipped, What do you want me to say about slavery? What do you want me to say about slavery? Well, perhaps you could say it was an atrocious practice that viciously violated the rights of millions of kidnapped Africans and left us a lasting legacy of racism in this country in addition to being the main cause of the Civil War. Duh. But her quip reveals something deeper. She seemed to think that saying this obvious truth was somehow unnecessary or irrelevant or a waste of time. But as the wise guidance of Finkler's fifth dictum on virtue signaling teaches, never passeth up thy chance to publicly state an obvious truth, for thusly shall the very embodiment of virtue be signaleth. By her challenge back to the man, Haley seemed to be saying there was no need to state something as obvious as that slavery caused the Civil War and was a heinous crime against humanity and that surely he must be wanting something more than this from her. No, Madam Ambassador, he just wanted to hear you repeat the sacred phrases of inclusion whenever offered the chance. And your clumsy efforts at nuance, depth, and sophistication are not wanted here. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, Jimmy Fallon, for recently misgendering Hunter Schaefer, a transgender woman and one of the stars of the upcoming Hunger Games prequels. During a recent interview, Fallon callously did gender violence to Hunter, and I must warn you, this is powerfully triggering stuff. This is unbelievable. This is really cool. Yeah, I think now I'm you're just... in Hunger Games. I know, as a capital as a capital person. It's crazy. It's really, it's it, yeah, crazy. Look at you. Yeah. Congratulations, bud. Come on, is that? I know. Is everyone okay? M may I continue? Because I feel your pain at him calling her by the obviously masculine term, Bud. Now, yes, we realize that Jimmy Fallon calls everyone who comes on his show Bud, including women. But this is beside the point. Our entire movement is predicated on mastering the art of finding outrage and offense where none really exists. And in this case, using a man word and referring to someone who had to overcome the trauma of being identified as a man at birth in becoming the Shiro that she is today is appalling. And even though Hunter did not seem to take offense at the offense, it is always up to us, the uninvolved busybodies of the wokosphere, to take offense on her behalf. As every young otherin learns, never pass up a chance to take offense. And we do. Oh yes, we most certainly do. Jimmy Fallon, for felony inadvertent misgendering and linguistic battery in the second degree, thou art hereby expelled, bud. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who Finally, our hardest encouragement this week goes to the fine people at HarperCollins doing Gaia's work. 
with the offensive, outdated, and unacceptable works of Agatha Christie. As anyone who has read the famous detective stories of Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple knows, Christie's work contains several serious defects, including references to characters as being black, Jewish, and gypsy. She wrote that a judge had a, quote, Indian temper. She labeled characters as being oriental, and even described one woman as having, quote, such lovely white teeth, and another's female torso as being, quote, of black marble. A tint-shaming reference to dark skin tone and a completely unnecessary insult to members of the American League Against the Defamation of Granite. Some readers may even be surprised to learn that the famous novel And Then There Were None was originally called Ten Little N-Words and was published under that title until 1977 and was originally set on N-Word Island, later changed to Indian Island, and subsequently Soldier Island. Needless to say, we believe a giant favor has been done to Agatha Christie by allowing her works to be cleansed of such filth instead of simply being canceled altogether. And that's why we celebrate the diligent efforts of the sensitivity readers at HarperCollins for poring over her works and purging them of their unrighteousness. Alas, it is true that sensitivity readers across the publishing world are paid extremely low wages for such important work. These noble guardians of our collective virtue should really receive pay that reflects their important contribution to our culture of justice and inclusion. You may see them merely as underemployed grad students from the literature and women's studies departments, but we see them as the vanguard of our very moral fibers. If fast food workers in California can be paid $40,000 a year, Surely the sensitivity readers at HarperCollins can be paid $120,000 or more. Is Virtue Scrubbing a dead white lady's detective novels not worth at least three times as much as scrubbing the floor of an actual dirty restaurant bathroom? We say let economic justice be done for these fine advocates of diversity everywhere and enjoy the refreshed and sanitized detective stories they've made safe for you to read once again. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please take time to light an incense stick on behalf of Tesla owners everywhere who are currently struggling with the very real existential crisis created by knowing that they are helping save the planet by driving their magical electric vehicles, and yet knowing that the profit on those cars goes to Elon Musk, whose ridiculous devotion to free speech is ruining all the good work that had been done to restrict content on Twitter before he bought it. The moral anguish is real. Refreshments this week are provided by a chip off the old block. Bringing the flavors of wood and cheese together in a bowel-soothing harmony you just have to taste to believe. Yes, these salt-free, trans-fat-free, gluten-free, non-GMO cheese puffs are lovingly made with a special blend of non-dairy imitation synthetic cheddar mixed with pulverized tree bark dust from the sacred groves of Klamath National Forest. You can really taste the intestinal obstruction. And now, brethren, sisterin, and otherin, having been cleansed of these hurtful words... Give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more.